It is a good uh, segue, perhaps, into some of the other records that we're going to talk about, though, uh, that we touched on, I think, the last episode that we did along these lines, that, uh, that, you know, there were just a couple singles out from both of these records at that time, but since then, the full records have come out, and both are among my very favorite uh, albums from this year. Uh, They do happen to be new music. I'm talking, of course, about Anoni and the Johnsons, your back was a bridge. Yeah, uh, my back, my was, back a was a bridge for you to cross. And Blake Mills's Jelly Road, <laughs> slightly Jelly Road. <laughs> less uh, less dramatic phrase there. But I think both of those records, and this is maybe a good counterpoint to to the Grimes thing, at, at least to explain my uh, mindset here, is like I, I am interested in people who are making music or any sort of art about modern day culture. There's been a whole conversation about this in like the movie world about how, like, you know, this generation's great directors don't really make contemporary, you know, set pictures anymore, and whether or not you think all of these directors are great, right? This but, like, generation's? More like the last gen, like... Well, like the one, like the big brand like names. Like Scorsese doesn't. Well, Scorsese, anyway. no, but even after that, like, like Tarantino PTA. is only doing pe- period pieces, exactly. PTA is only doing period pieces. Christopher Nolan, whether or not you think he's actually legit a good director, is at this point really only doing period pieces. Like, it's... You know, um, it, it know, seems Tenet like... Tenet wasn't a period piece. Yeah, Tenet was terrible. He doesn't... He's <laughs> not Tenet in was that terrible. same... Um, it's, I, I'm ambivalent on it. Sure. He's, he's not a... But I know what you mean. But yeah, there, people just seem artists. to have a hard time speaking to the, the you know, the current moment for, for whatever reason. Um, and uh, and you get that, I think, in, in music. You know, not that the music is necessarily about, like, an old figure or phenomenon or something. It's the, these songs aren't all Boom Boom Mancini. But, um, you know, from an influence perspective, it can just, you know, it very often sounds like music made many years ago um, and doesn't seem to be particularly interested in touching, you know, modern day life. What, for... mo- what most music you, or what are you talking about? Yeah, music. I mean, the music we talk about. No, like like just any sort of modern day music that, you know, is is coming out, whether it's like really popular or really unpopular you know kind of low um commercial perspective it it could it could be addressing subjects from any point throughout the last 50 60 years you know this is a very generic claim to be making but i feel like the blake mills and the anoni records both do actually really focus on like modern day the the moment the moment exactly very much they are not afraid of being uh of their moment, of their time. Right. And There's, engaged with just like, you know, kind of what it is like to live yeah. in reality here and not on a, what I consider to be a very like surface basic bullshit kind of level. Like I want to be software, but like actually fundamentally interested in like, you know, day-to-day existence and struggle. That is uh, a very good transition. And it's true of these records. I do think that my point with Grimes is just that it's the ne- it's the other side of that thing. It is the moment. It is actually extremely, unfortunately, in some ways, the moment. Sophie was what so much of what Grimes does is kind of like sort of interested in. There's similar interests there. Sophie, I think, was obviously incredibly promising and exciting because it seemed like Sophie was about to continue to really meld both of those interests, you know, an interest in the technological uh, and the the human in a really compelling way. The, Grimes is just showing us the raw, like skeletal, uh, you know, Terminator face of of the technological 
and calling it pretty. Sure. And Anoni and Blake Mills on these records are definitely more concerned with the um, the human side. Uh, they're they're on the the resistance. They're against the encroaching mechanical age. Neither one of them want to be software. I don't think we can confidently software, yeah. say <laughs> they they do not. They they don't want their soul up uploaded into the cloud. They want uh, to express something of the soul as it is now. Even Heartmind, the last cast record, is um, I think similar. Similarly, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Blake record really engaged. sounds like Heartmind at certain points. There's a couple and songs they've worked in together, particular. Yeah, obviously they they are they're bros. Um, yeah, I, I think in general, I'm I'm intri- like I'm realizing now, you know, listening to these two records and thinking about them, you know, more than I might otherwise, and contextualizing it in obviously our long term journey at this point. I'm more interested not in like not in breaking new ground, not in people who are breaking new ground from like a, like a aesthetic, you know, um, Mm -hmm. or genre standpoint. Um, I'm much more interested in people who are doing things that are totally like established and set and stayed. And there is zero new ground to be breaking. Um, But they're doing it about now. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and doing it in, you know, uh, the, the, the journey is not so much about like, you know, uh, um, creating new genres or mashing up things that have never been, uh, mashed up before, but in uh, breaking new, like kind of emotional ground, uh, and, and mental processes. And I think both of these records really do that, yeah. um, in yeah. a really exciting way that is not something that I get from a ton of, you know, a ton of new releases. He says, I think the John Ragan Mercy, I think does this as well. You know, it, it's totally. not, it's not music that is like, um, as groundbreaking as what John was doing 60 years ago. Oh, I think, I mean, it kind of is though. From, from, for just literally from like a sound perspective, but the way that he's doing it and the fact that he's doing it and what he's saying, you know, I think that's, that's really where the, the, the meat lies on that. Bone. Well, yeah, with him, he's, he's interesting because He's a rare example of somebody who's just as engaged with the uh, current advances in sound and technology as anybody else who's younger, except he also, he's one of the rare people who has that same like bleeding edge uh, impulse, but also has all this experience of being one of the founding rock godfathers so, and just in a, a, an artist, a, an artist's artist, a very deep thinker and writer um so he he is one of those few who are like whatever he does as long as he's trying and he's always seemed to be trying to push both of those at the same time he's he can't help but break new ground um and i think what you said about like breaking emotional ground is really a great way to put it when it comes to this stuff like the especially the anoni record it's it's uh brave and very it can't help but be compelling to to address the the modern the current moment uh this head on um and the fact that anoni is such a great talent only makes it uh you know it you you really couldn't make this go wrong i don't think yeah it's just good yeah it's it's i mean it it's should be evident just from like the moment you hit play on on it must change the the first track on the record the first single from this album that this is just like this is huge 
also for time working with Lou, uh, yeah. Lou brought her in on Berlin in particular on like the Berlin stage performance, you know, from and 2000. the Raven. Um, is she on the Raven? Yeah, yeah, does Perfect Day. Okay. And uh, on Perfect Night in London, or one of the live records, uh, Anonis, uh, there. Yeah, I don't know about per- that's early. I think earlier than Anoni was really doing it because that's the 90s, but maybe like Animal Serenade. Yeah, maybe um, it's Animal Serenade. Yeah, but in- anyways, um, you know, uh, they-, they had a great working relationship, and there's actually a really touching remembrance about Lou in the uh, the book that came out earlier this year um, from Anoni that uh, is absolutely worth talking about. And, you know, um, she recalls how he really kind of went to bat for her in the record industry and was just like, you know, this is fantastic shit. You should do your thing. People are going to, you know, kind of come to it eventually. And I think at this point they certainly have. Uh, And Sliver of Ice on this record in particular, which is the second single, third song on the record, uh, was written about Lou. Was it? Yeah, yeah. She uh, released a statement, and a brief statement, along with the single when it came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, she said, a friend of mine, I'll, I'll let you figure out who that friend is, uh, expressed to me in the final months of his life that the simplest sensations had begun to feel almost rapturous. A carer had placed a shard of ice on his tongue one day, and it was such a sweet and unbelievable feeling that it caused him to weep with gratitude. He was a hardcore kind of guy, and these moments were transforming the way he was seeing things. I wrote Sliver of Ice remembering those words of his. I love you so much more. I love you so much more. I never knew it before. I love you so much more. I love you. On my tongue, on my way towards oblivion. The taste of water on my tongue, on my way towards oblivion. Wow. Yeah. Just really, uh, I mean, a very touching uh, and profound, yeah, profound remembrance there. And when you hear the song, when you listen to it, you know, you you can absolutely, I can at least, really kind of picture these words. It's not like this this is a song being told from the point of view of Lou Reed necessarily, but you can absolutely see these kind of ideas coming out of who he was and where he was at at the end of his life you know now that i'm almost gone the sliver of ice on my tongue in the day's night it tastes so good it felt so right for the first time in my life it's um like this is really what i'm i'm interested in here you know uh and the two other main singles from this record it must change and why am i alive now are both like on their face statements about the way that we live, everyone in this world is unsustainable and we're all just headed towards a fiery fucking uh, uh, oblivion at the end of this uh, sooner rather than later. Um, that's not, it's not something that you want to just, you know, throw on the old Spotify playlist. Uh, but it's, it's, I think it's absolutely necessary for someone to be engaging with at this, at this level. Definitely a, a record that feels cathartic for the way that it engages with just 
straight despair at the uh, rapidly, apparently worsening situation. Um, the grim forecast of uh, the rest of our lives. <laughs> you know the uh, whole, the whole, the whole thing of yeah, the uh, the uh, the old Earth uh, being too, getting too uh, warm. 